0: this is wetlock my true unscripted chronicles as a prison wife join me on my journey as i bring you crazy stories informative facts updates on my husband advice from my family and friends and special guests giving their true life stories on the prison system this is not your average love story. Welcome to Wetlock. Hey guys, this is episode 12. Thank you guys for joining me. And of course, this is Super Bowl Sunday. I hope everyone is enjoying their evening. I myself do not watch football, I don't care for football. I did watch the um, halftime show, however. So I go I hope you guys are enjoying your evening. I hope you guys are, you know, having a wonderful time eating good, drinking good. And tomorrow is Valentine's Day. So happy Valentine's Day to all you out there for us prison wives, fiancés and girlfriends, you know, we got to we got to create we got to create our our love, our our romance in a different type of way. And <laughs> that's just our life right now. I have sent my husband some cards. I sent him pictures. I actually have a love letter, uh, typed out on my notepad, which I'm not going to send it till tomorrow. So, you know, we just have to get creative right now because we are not able to physically spend this special day with our loved ones. And I'm not really emotional about it. I mean, me and my husband to get on the phone, we'll send some messages, we'll crack some jokes, and we'll be fine. He'll get his pictures, he'll get his letters, um, and everything will be everything. I just know when he comes home, we'll make up for it all the time that has been lost. So, again, this is my journey. This is This is a part of it. This is definitely a part of it. So, guys, I wanted to touch on a few things today. The first thing I wanted to talk about is the double standards between husband and wife. Oh my goodness, guys, this is a huge one for me. My husband is definitely a person that is all for double standards. I mean, he is definitely that guy. And in the beginning of our relationship, it was like a tug of war because my husband literally feels like a man can do certain things and a woman cannot. And oh boy, we had some times, sometimes when certain things will come up. My husband does not like the mirror effect. He does not like the I'm to pull you on you type of thing. He does not want to be put in anybody else's shoes. You guys don't even know how difficult that is to try to explain to someone how something is or how, you know, they have made you feel. Or just try to give an example and you can't say, put yourself in my shoes. How do you think that would make, you know, how you think that would make you feel? Oh, no, 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 no. I can remember a time when my husband told me I had like five more times. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to do that to him to use him as an example based on something that he has said or he has done and I just thought that was so crazy like he asked me one time he was like you know babe what 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 would happen if I if I don't come home now let me let me let me get let me explain something to y'all before I go there My husband's lifestyle, as I have not made it a secret, was very different than mine. You know, my husband lived a life like a rock star. Rock stars equal women, clubs, money, alcohol, you name it, drugs, you name it. That that was his lifestyle. So him telling me about not coming home is him, you know, saying these are the type of activities that's going to be going on and he's not going to be coming home. And i simply said i mean if that's what you feel like you want to do but i might not be there when you get there and he almost had a heart attack like what oh no 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 you can't do what i do you can't do what i do you can't you you can't not be coming home and i'm like why so i'm supposed to wait on you to come home from you not coming home Oh, no. And I said to him, I said, well, I mean, I might just be in Miami. And he was like, oh, no, we're not doing that. Like, what you mean be in Miami? So I'm telling him, you know, I really been considering getting a condo in Miami, turning into an Airbnb. I want to put a, a bakery in Miami, you know, so it might come a time that, you know, hey, I'll just be in Miami. And he was like, oh, so you're saying you're going to get a spot? <laughs> And I'm like, no. And he's like, no, that's, 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 that's nigga shit. Like, how you gonna have a home and have a spot? And I'm like, oh, so you can have a home and have a spot because I'm a woman and a wife. I can't have a home and have a spot. And I'm like, it's the double standard. It is the double standard. And I'm like, nowhere in the Bible was God and Jesus saying any of this stuff. Now, like, He said the role of a woman, the role of a husband. Um, where did the, the, the this this addition come in? at? because this this is this is not the same. And I just, for the life of me, I mean, we are women. We know, like, forever, the double standard has been real. But I did not know, guys, that my husband was so far deep into the way he looked at things when it comes to being a man and what men can do and what men aren't supp- or women aren't supposed to do. And I'm like, like, you know, I'm trying to explain to him sometimes. And again, it's so hard for me to explain to him because he doesn't like to be put yourself in my shoes type of explanation. One day, guys, I was talking to him. And, you know, me and my husband are friends first. We talk about every single thing. I mean, oh my God, the stories that this man has shared with me is... You would be surprised I'm even married to him, okay? But when... He was telling me some story or whatever, and I'm like, "Wow! Like, you know, you just have some stories. You you really done had some fun. You you know, you done you lived a little bit, you know." And he's like, "What is that supposed to mean?" And I'm telling him, "I'm like, well, baby, you no, know, I don't have stories like that. You know what I'm saying? Although I worked in the strip club, you would probably think that I got all these amazing stories, these wild nights filled with whatever." I don't. You know what I'm saying? I really, really don't. I have always walked this line. I have always, you know, been on some, I'm a lady, you know, walk with grace and values and morals. And, you know, that's how I've lived my life. Even though I have worked in clubs and strip clubs, I'm seen all kind of stuff. I never participated in 98% of half the things that everybody else had. So I'm telling him how, He has lived and he got so mad at me because he said that at that moment when we got off the phone, every man that walked by, every inmate that walked by, every guard that walked by, all he could think about was me being with all these people because I sat there and put that in his head and he did not like that. He did not like the fact that I said, dang, you know, I wish I could be in your shoes. So when... (laughs) So now he's looking at every man in the prison, and his thought is that I'm, I don't just slept with the whole jail. Now, now he is mentally, his mental is off. He's disturbed. He's upset, and everything. And I'm like, my God! Like he, I'm telling y'all, it just got to the point where really he was like, you listen, you got five more times. To, to do that to me like stop 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 trying to put the mirror effect on me because he doesn't like it he does not like it and it's a part of the double standard like it's like if if by him being a man and he says it i'm supposed to just be like well you know that's 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 how my husband feels. that's 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 what my husband wants, you know and i'm just like nigga no <laughs> like what but the double standard is real, like, it's so real, and I'm like, this is not the double standard that the Bible is talking about, but, guys, like, I love my husband, and he is crazy, and I'm just trying to, I, this marriage is, is, I'm learning, you know, I'm, I'm taking my marriage serious, I'm learning, and, i want to make sure that i'm doing everything that i'm supposed to do as a wife i want to make sure that i am you know doing a right thing by my vows by god more than anything so this is a learning process for me too like i'm really into i'm reading the bible more I'm I'm really learning about this institution, and when I tell y'all what I am reading, is not telling me that I cannot have a, a condo in Miami, and it's considered a spot. And all I'm thinking is, see, that's that's that double standard. Now, see, as a man, he feel like, oh yeah, he can pay, he can pay for my house, and he can pay for his spot, and he can do whatever he want to do with his spot. Because it's his spot and he's a man. And I'm like, oh my God, please tell me what verse this is in the Bible. Because, no sir, but these are the double standards. And it's like, guys, I am just, I just know I'm in for a handful of mess. Because my husband is definitely that. But I will say this. I love my husband because no matter what, we're going to find some kind of way to laugh and joke and play about these obstacles that are in front of us. And we always come around full circle. You know, we do compromise but I'm telling y'all, like, the double standard is real. And I'm just trying to figure out what part of the Bible. I know what part of the game this is, but I'm trying to figure out what part of the Bible this is. You know, we, we're married. Like, you know, these are sacred vows. And, oh, my God. And he's like, I'm a man, you're a woman, and I can do what I want to do, and you can't. And this is what you got to do. And, um, yeah, no i don't know how i mean no (laughs) he's like and he knows no but it's enough love and respect between the two of us where we're gonna work this out but i just have a problem with this double standard thing like it is just way too much for me now another thing i wanted to touch on is healthy boundaries um this is something that i feel like is very important within relationships seriously um I have a very close relationship with my brother and I have a very close relationship with my male best friend. As me knowing my husband and I know how he is and how he feels about me having my male best friend, out of respect, you know, I do not confide certain things to my male best friend about my husband because, you know, my husband would have a culinary, not culinary, coronary heart attack if he felt like I was telling another man about his business and so I really within my marriage and really getting to know my husband and really just getting again learning the institution of marriage I'm learning about healthy boundaries healthy boundaries keeps a lot of drama down healthy boundaries keep a lot of misunderstanding miscommunication down and It's very important to me because, as you guys know, my husband is my best friend's uncle. And sometimes it can become a very sticky situation. I try to respect their relationship as well as the relationship that I have with each one of them. And I try to maintain those healthy boundaries. Um... That is something that's very important to me and I try to explain that to my husband a lot um, about these healthy boundaries because me and him now are husband and wife, but I don't ever want to mistake my friendship with my best friend either and nor do i want her to be in the middle of what we have like if me and my husband are beefing i'm not i don't want to go to my best friend with it you know it puts her in a sticky situation and and vice versa so it's like you have to create healthy boundaries uh with within your marriage and not just you know like my situation but you have some people that are really close to their moms and their dads and, you know, their brothers and their sisters. And you have to create those boundaries so that the lines won't get twisted up. And it just creates friction. You know, I want to be in a very harmonious relationship with my husband. And when we go through things, I want to be able to go through them and go through them together. Um, without involving other people and that's on my end too you know i this is the very first relationship and oh well you know this is my first marriage but this is the very first relationship uh slash marriage that i've been into well i have really been learning how to deal with how i feel by trying to figure things out by just talking to my husband communicating with my husband I have I I have, you know, venting to other people, venting to the people that are closest to me. It's okay to vent, but I'm really learning how to work out my issues and my problems with my husband and telling my husband how I feel versus telling, you know, somebody else how I feel because it doesn't solve anything. So when I tell you guys, I'm really trying to learn. I'm really taking my my marriage seriously. Um And while I'm doing that, yes, I am very aware that, you know, it's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be, you know, peaches, creams, rainbows, and, you know, butterflies all the time. It's going to be up and downs. But I want to be able to have the strength and the love between me and my husband be greater than any kind of obstacle that comes our way and so i'm trying to learn so i can go into my little marriage toolbox and pull out whatever tools i need so that i can say okay babe well this is what we need to do and this is how we need to fix this i do not want to be the type of couple that puts band-aids on gunshot wounds i don't want to do that it's not going to do anything but leak it's going to get infected. Now, we got to cut off a, a, a problem when we could just fix it firsthand right then and there, however long it takes. So, I really am exploring and learning about healthy boundaries. I guess, I mean, the, the double standard is dead. <laughs> like, I don't know, guys. I mean... I am a strong woman. I am a mentally strong woman. And I'm telling y'all, in the beginning, me and my husband bumped heads about certain things. But we always work it out. But I'm telling you, I'm getting my condo in Miami. <laughs> he can call it a spot all he wants to. But, I am I mean, you know, like I said, he, he might come home and I might be in Miami. I'm not going to sit around and wait. <laughs> so, you know, but all jokes aside, um, the double standard is real. It's real. And I want to know how do you guys feel about the double standard within your relationship, your marriage? Um, and what do you do for healthy boundaries? How do you maintain healthy boundaries to keep confusion down, to keep everything harmonious and a even flow? So that is my topic of the day. Those are my questions for you guys. Now I have questions for you guys, my listeners. So please send me your answers. Send me your comments. Um, Email me wetlockchroniclespodcast at gmail.com. You can even go to the social media pages, Instagram or Twitter and submit your questions dm me whatever interact with me you talk to me i'm talking back to you and guys that is my topic of the day i have something special in store for you for story time yes i do you guys are tuned in to episode 12 and thank you for joining me on my journey and this is a crazy journey if you guys have not figured it out yet but Episode 12, guys, thank you for joining me. Hey, guys, so it is story time and I'm going to do something a little bit different. I am going to read you a letter that was written to a female by the name of Simi from Tupac tupac hand wrote this two-page letter to simi when he was incarcerated at clinton correctional facility now tupac and simi started corresponding after she initially wrote to him with the photo and over time their relationship deepened until tupac was quite in love with her this letter was written early in their relationship Tupac hand wrote this letter on lined notebook paper and a blue ballpoint pen dating June 1st, 1995, and he actually signed it until the end of time, Tupac, Tupac A. Shakur. This was a very personal, deeply felt letter. Tupac writes about being in jail so far for six months and still fighting to prove his innocence to the courts. So I am going to read this letter to you guys um okay so here we go it says dearest semi now this again june 1st 1995 it was good hearing from you again and once again your picture brightens my cell how are you how have you been enjoying your vacation as for me not much progress has been made as far as my appeal but i'm still struggling to bail out while i await my decision One judge approved my bail, but the DA opposed it. So I'm waiting for that decision also. So six months in captivity, and I'm still fighting to prove my innocence to courts. It ain't easy. I can say your letters and meeting you is one of the positive things that that has come from this. I feel like I have so much to say to you, but now that the moment has arrived, the words escape me. I guess I'm nervous because we barely know each other and it's hard to see what you feel or how you are interpreting my thoughts to you. So I am a bit apprehensive. However, hopefully in time, we will work through this awkward stage and become closer. As I sit alone in my cell, I stare into your picture and wonder what the future holds for you and I. Tell me how you feel about us becoming closer to each other. Do you desire a friendship like no other friendship before? Are you willing to climb the mountains and valleys necessary to achieve this friendship? I know I am. I'm sorry. I know I am. And I am looking forward to knowing you. It's hard for me to be patient, but I am desperately striving to take my time and get to know all of you. Friends are so hard to come by. And it's even more difficult between man and woman. At my marriage captivity and all the adversities of being famous and it seems impossible but Simi it is not impossible it takes compassion patience understanding and I believe we can find this special friendship I am speaking of how do I know well then well the eyes tell it all and as I stare into your picture I feel the possibilities So now we are. So this is where we. So now we begin. The hard part is opening up and trusting each other. I have a difficult time trusting anyone, considering my current situation. But for some reason, I trust you. Do you trust me? We'll see. I remain until the end of time, Tupac, Tupac A. Shakur. And at the bottom, it's so cute, it's a P.S. P.S., send, please send me more pictures. That is our only contact at the moment. I have grown dependent on it until the end of time with the happy, uh, smiley happy face. And I just thought that was so dope to actually read that to you guys. Um... I don't know if you guys even saw an interview. I saw an interview with her before where she talked about the relationship that she formed with Tupac and how they basically did fall in love with each other. So as a treat for tomorrow being Valentine's Day, I just wanted to read that letter to you guys. Um, And it was a cute letter. Like it was seems like a couple of letters that i've received from my husband and it's just amazing how um pictures are so important oh my god my husband asked me for pictures almost every day like and just to even read that part and him saying that he needs more pictures and he's dependent on it like these pictures are like novelties to them um while they're in prison but yes, guys, that is what I wanted to share with you guys for my story of the day. But I also wanted to just throw in one little small little story about me and my husband real quick. As I was giving my topic of the day, talking about my double standards and healthy boundaries, I just thought about something. I can remember I was telling my husband, let me tell you, it's certain things that my husband would say to me and it would just make me love him even more. You know, he has daughters, the way he treats the women in his family is just one of of those things. But let me just tell y'all, I was explaining to him how my dad dated me when I was a little girl. My dad taught me about how men are supposed to open the door. You know, my dad took me on restaurants, pulled out my chair. And I actually said to him, I was like, you know, my dad even taught me like, you know, when I'm walking down the street, the man is supposed to walk on the outside, you know, just so if anything happens, you know, it won't happen to the woman that he's with, the woman that he loves or whatever. And my dad used to do it when he used to walk with me. When I tell y'all, my husband <laughs> told me oh baby I don't know about that that's gonna be real hard for me because I'm used to women walking on the outside for me protecting me <laughs> oh my god I just died laughing on the phone like excuse me and he was dead serious he was like oh yeah like you had to protect me like uh-uh they didn't want nothing to happen to me I'm on the phone like where have I got myself into like my husband is crazy Like we laughed so hard about that, but I'm gonna tell you something again. How my husband is just so amazing. It got to a point that every time he would message me, email me, or whatever, at the end of the messages, he would always tell me, I love you so much. I will walk outside. I will walk on the outside of you. And I just thought that was so cute. I mean, he I, he even told me he'll lay down in his jacket so I can walk over a puddle. Like, it's those things. It's those things that just put a smile on my face. But guys, I swear to God, it is something wrong with this man. This man told me that he was, he was not used to walking on the outside of a woman because all the women in his life felt that it was a need to protect him so if a car jumped the curb <laughs> like they got to protect him he he is you know he is everything they got to protect him and I just was like this man is crazy like this man is really really crazy but guys I promise you like he just never ceases to amaze me because once we got to that Point of that love and just falling in love, it started to be, baby. You know, I walk on the outside of you. I'll do this. I'll do that. Like I love you to the point where I'm. I, you know, it just, it just melts in my heart. But yes, my husband literally, (laughs) he told me that was a lot for him to to deal with. Like, oof, he was like, oof that's too much. Oh my God. Walk on the outside, babe. Are you, 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 you sure you don't want to walk on the outside of me? Like, oh my God. But again, that's my husband. And it just, that the thought just popped in my head when I, when I was talking about the double standards and things like that, I just thought about how my husband literally told me, that it was going to be so hard for him to get used to walking on the outside of his woman because the women in his life protected him. And I just thought, this nigga crazy. (laughs) But anyway, that is my story of the day, guys. (laughs) Again, thank you for tuning in to episode 12. And, hey, updates on my husband coming up. Well, you guys, we have reached my favorite part of the episode, and that is giving you the updates on my husband. My husband is great. I was going to say fine, because he is fine. But no, my husband is great. He's doing great. We have gotten past. Oh, the little friction we was going through um everything is on track everything is okay as i stated before we really don't dwell into anything past 24 hours but this one was a little tricky here and um I, i'm kind of i kind of been dragging out a little bit further than what i should like because now i'm kind of like I'm, I'm, I'm it's like i'm poking him like i'm poking a bear i'm poking a bear because i keep telling him every you know every time we talk when he's like, you know, I love you. I'm like, you sure? Oh, and it's making him so mad. It's driving him crazy, but it's the only way I feel like I can just punish him a little bit from, you know, how you made me feel yesterday, but he has apologized and, you know, we just working through it. Um, I just had to kind of explain to my husband, like, I know I'm well aware that you know, when you're in jail, it's hard to believe that you got somebody on the outside that is faithful, you know, that is not just finessing you, as he likes to say, because he swears I'm finessing him. But I can understand it, you know, but I I really, I really want my husband to understand that um, me and him were friends first my other relationships when I sat down and really thought about it I was never friends with them first so we never just really got to know each other me and my husband were friends first we got to know each other we got to laugh we got to play we got to know each other's flaws we got to know like a lot of intimate things and details about each other and then within our friendship we talked about everything it's like really no surprises between us And so, by us being friends first, we have a different type of bond than any relationship that I've been in, Um, and it's special, you know? And I really wanted him to understand, like, there's not a man that could walk up to me right now that is worth me risking and going against my marriage. This is not my boyfriend anymore. You know, this is my husband, and I take my marriage very seriously, and it's worth it to me like waiting on my husband is worth it like my husband is in jail and the same way he is mentally and emotionally i'm with him 100 percent. my body might not be there but when it comes to my emotions and the mental i'm i'm on this journey with him you know and I try as much as I can, you know, to just tell him, like, no, you know, like, it's not worth it. On top of the fact, you know, and I know I have said this numerous times, but I'm not a big sexual being. Like, I don't have to be getting sex all the time, every day, and all this kind of stuff. Like, with the person that I'm with, most definitely, but I have been abstinent twice in my life for for a while. I was absent one time for like four years. Before me and my husband even started dealing with each other, I was already absent because it was a promise and a commitment that I made to God for some things and blessings that I needed to move into my life. So that has never been my number one priority and I love my husband. Like I just want to give my you know give my all like 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 i feel like we're doing this together you know and i know it's hard to believe because i i mean i hear people say it. i even see social media posts about you know women and you know women ain't holding men down and you know you're not gonna tell me that a woman's not out here messing around while her husband's locked up you know some people are okay with just not smashing and dashing and i'm one of them so I it's very hard for me to con- you know to convince him and the only thing I can do is just keep speaking love to him and you know continue let him know how much I value our marriage and how much he means to me but yeah I've been kind of dragging it he don't love me you don't love me <laughs> For you know, since yesterday, and it's really starting to piss him off, and I'm I'm not gonna do it anymore. I'm gonna stop. I know my husband loves me, but again, it's growing pains. Like these are just obstacles, and it makes it more difficult because he's away. Like he can't be right here in my face. He can't be here, you know, dealing with it with me in person. So it does make it a little bit harder. But outside of that, my husband is doing wonderful. Um, The last time I spoke to him, he was going to watch the Super Bowl. And again, what you doing for Super Bowl? Where you watching the game? And I'm like, baby, I'm going to be at home working on these um, Valentine's Day orders. And I'm going to be watching Oxygen True Crime, as I always do, and working on my podcast. You know, I do not watch football. so. But I told him when he comes home, you know, I will be right there with him watching the game, eating, having a good time, or whatever it is that he wants to do. But that is the update on my husband. He is okay. He is fine, as he can be. And, um... (laughs) I love my husband and I thank you guys for continuing to pray for him to keep him uplifted and that's it guys that's it you know it's a marriage it's obstacles it's up and downs and it is doing it all while he's in the prison system so again thank you guys for joining me episode 12 and guess what we are going to jump into a series no facts so thank you guys for tuning in. As you guys know, I have started a support group, Fed Up Wives, supporting wives of incarcerated federal inmates. This is a nonprofit organization set to help both emotionally and mentally, but financial as well. To contact Fed Up Wives, please email fedupwives.org at gmail.com the contact number is 404-927-8011 please like and join the facebook page fed up wives organization you guys have supported me and now it is time for me to support you now back to the show It is time for the meme of the day. The meme of the day. Distance means so little when someone means so much. And this meme is so fitting for everything I have been talking about throughout this episode. Distance means nothing when someone means everything to you. And that is exactly how I feel. I love my husband. And the distance only makes the heart grow fonder. And that, guys, is the meme of the day. You can catch the memes on the social media platforms. Instagram is Wedlock Chronicles Podcast. Twitter is wedlock podcast. Thank you guys again. this is episode 12 Today on a serious note facts, I wanted to share a article that I actually um found on Instagram. I was on Instagram looking up some stuff and of course, you know, I follow The New Yorker and I came across a post that they made about Danielle Miller. And the reason why I wanted to share this story with you guys, it was really the comments. Due to the fact that this is Black History Month and of course, you know, these people in these comments were giving them hell they were giving them hell because they felt like they did a piece on a white woman who did time in Rikers Island and they were glorifying her criminal activities and all of this material stuff that she obtained and the comments were just going in a lot of people on here were feeling like it's black history month you're glorifying a white woman doing these crimes and if it was a black woman who did these crimes they would be in life you know in prison with life and so i kind of wanted to go over danielle miller's history now danielle miller um was a horace mann school graduate once known once known as the swiffer girl She was arrested on a warrant related to a credit card scam. Once at Rikers Island, she made a few friends who showed her the ropes, including Anna, the notorious Soho grifter. Now, Anna had figured out how to survive at Rikers and she started giving Miller lessons, advising her on the safest place to make her bed along the back of the wall, never exposed to the middle of the room, and teaching her how to trade potato chips for a chance to cut in line for phones. To understand how Danielle Miller ended up where she did, she said you have to know why she has spent the past 20 years trying with increasing desperation to be anyone but herself. And I actually did a little research on her. And (laughs) let me tell you, The highlights of this magazine, first of all, she's sitting on a sofa with her feet kicked up, smoking, you know, as if life is great. And when I tell you again, these comments were very brutal, but the highlights are Miller was sent to Rikers Island after she was charged with using stolen credit cards, info at a spa. She was ill prepared for jail, but she did have one advantage. She knew how to make friends. At Rikers Island, she met the notorious Soho grifter, Anna, who gave her lessons on how to survive behind bars. She also met another another alleged scammer, Sierra, who was serving time related to identity theft charges. Miller and, Sarah, Miller and Sierra didn't interact much, but their meeting set off a chain of events that would draw them both deeper into the criminal world than either had gone before. After getting out... They went to Miami where Miller detailed on Instagram their spending sprees together at Gucci, Joy Riding, and Rolls Royces, swinging bottles of Dom Perignon. By the time their friendship fell apart, shopping sprees with stolen credit cards would be the least of their troubles. Quote unquote, you know how they have, you know how they have that saying that you can Sell ice to an Eskimo if there's something that I want, I'm getting it now, the comments <laughs> interesting comments let's just take a moment for how tone fucking deaf this article is. Why are we making her seem cool? I am genuinely curious why some people's crimes are romanticized and humanized while other people get the exact opposite. Even if they commit the same crime, the different people aren't treated the same by the media. Not during he- not during Black History Month, white people, you don't get a good star for surviving Rikers. I miss I miss real journalism. Now, it's about four hundred comments that are speaking on this situation, and I'm going to tell you. As a black woman and as a person who now has entered this lifestyle with my husband being incarcerated, also with just me helping and and dealing with things with the prison system, we all know if Danielle Miller was a black woman, she would not be glorified in a New York magazine, the New Yorker magazine, talking about, you know, how she survived in in Rikers Island and how she got out and went on shopping sprees but the beginning of the article article in the New Yorker says Daniel Miller walked into Rikers Island at 3 a.m in dead winter shivering in a flimsy cover-up and a bathing suit by in a, a bathing suit i'm sorry valentino rock stud heels carrying a prada purse the outfit she'd been wearing when she was arrested on a warrant related to a credit card scam she fell asleep under a pile of coats and woke up surrounded by a dozen of other detainees in the same filthy holding cell waiting for what would happen next the daughter of a wealthy manhattan wealthy manhattan parents and a graduate of a prestigious Horace man school she was ill prepared for a place like rikers island but she did have one advantage she knew how to make friends she picked up a few she picked up a few there who showed her the ropes there were a small firecracker of a girl named julie who was quick to start fights and a gorgeous woman with her hair down her butt named crystal who took miller right away They were like, don't worry, we got you, Miller says. While they waited for her dorm assignments, one of the women braided her hair into cornrows because she felt she needed to look gangster to fit in. Plus, your hair gets really fucked up in jail and they have terrible soap. Now, (laughs) again, she's from a wealthy family. She went to a prestigious school. And yet and still, she wound up in Rikers Island um, for scamming, credit card fraud. She went on shopping sprees. Even when she got out of prison, she went back to the same activity. And so, a lot of people feel like this article was extremely offensive, for one, being that it's Black History Month, for two, the glorifying of her criminal activity versus if it was any other nationality that would have done this to get a spread in the new yorker it's just ridiculous it is just ridiculous um we all know like the crimes are not the same the punishments are not the same for the same crime when it comes to your race and so i just thought it was very interesting when i stumbled up on this and i wanted to talk about it on my podcast Because, of course, you know, when it comes to the serious, no facts, I want to get serious. I want to give informative facts. And this really stuck out for me. Yes, it's Black History Month and we are glorifying the criminal activity of a white woman, a privileged white woman who has a whole spread in the New Yorker. So I am definitely with the comments that were made. I definitely agree with the one comment of saying, like, this it cannot be real journalism. Like, to, to romanticize her story is just totally bogus, and it is exactly white privilege. So, guys, that is it for my serious no facts. I don't want to get too far into that article because i don't want to shed that much light on it as far as the lockdown goes the lockdown is still going on as a matter of fact i know in alabama they are on a lockdown it's alabama or florida they are still on lockdowns um due to the severity of this possible race war between aryan brotherhood and the ms13 so again we're going to keep praying for those inmates and praying for the families of those inmates that this some kind of way comes to some form of an end guys. I really hope it really does. But again, you know, if you guys need me, I'm here. Last week, a lot of people reached out to me asking me to help them find their relatives, find their loved ones, check to see if certain jails is on lockdown. So, once again, I am extending the olive branch. If you need me, just please let me know. You can reach me at Podcast at gmail.com. And again, thank you guys for joining me for episode 12. Happy, happy Valentine's Day. I hope you guys enjoyed your Super Bowl evening. And that is it for me, guys. Thank you for tuning in and thank you for joining me. Well, guys, this concludes our episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you were entertained. And most of all, I hope you will continue this journey with me. Be sure to hit the subscribe button, guys. As I stated in my previous episodes, as I continue this journey, I will get better. I promise to bring you good content to keep you entertained. Make sure to follow the show's social media. Instagram is Wetlock Chronicles podcast, Twitter is Wetlock podcast. If you want to submit questions, advice or comment on the show, hit the message link in the show's description and I will respond on my bonus episode on Fridays. For brand promotions, if you want to join in on an episode, share a story, spread some knowledge please email me. Please email me at wedlockchroniclespodcast at gmail.com wedlockchroniclespodcast at gmail.com Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for being on this journey with me. I look forward to bringing you my next episode. So please stay safe, Stay blessed and welcome to Wetlock. You can find this podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor FM, iHeart Radio, or wherever you get your podcast. For episode updates, upcoming live episodes, discussion forms, and contact information, please visit the website wetlockchronicles.com Yay!